and welcome to Farfetched Stories. My name is R.E.M. Verberg, and I'm your host on here. Today, my friends, we embark on an exciting adventure. The series, The Raven's Toll. It's about an ancient being forced to dwell in a world he once nearly destroyed, the insufferable commander he needs to protect from his own servants, and the magic power he can barely control. Will the raven finally find his place in the world? Or will he make the same mistakes and doom it all over again? This week we have episode 1, The Raven's Dream, in which the raven is trying to deal with a recent loss, but experiences a rough awakening at the hands of his old friend, the sparrow. I am beyond excited to be able to bring you this series. I want to thank, as always, my narrator, Diana Moore. Uh, I want to thank Alex Liu for providing the music, and everybody in my Facebook group who's been cheering me on, helping me pick the title for this series. Thank you all so much. It means the world to me to be able to bring you this series. Uh, if you want to know more about me or the background behind The Raven's Toll and the whole story, you can go to remverberg.com without any dots in between, just remverberg.com and you'll find all my socials linked there, as well as a link to my newsletter and a link to all the places you can listen to this podcast. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's jump into episode one. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Episode 1. The Raven's Dream You failed, the sparrow said. The raven did not need her to remind him. Even in the dream, the taste of failure clung to him like a second skin, like ashes in his mouth. That taste never went away these days. Every waking hour, it was there to remind him of Thetis, his last ward, and the way he had wronged her. He had hoped to find refuge in sleep, but now the sparrow was here. She visited him in dreams from time to time. In his experience, she always came for a reason, and those reasons usually weren't good. He ran away from her voice, following a path deeper into the dream. It led him through green valleys, surrounded by the just-awakened foliage of early spring. Slowly, the landscape started to change. It became younger, richer, the raven's footsteps shook the ground as he gained momentum. The farther he ran, the better he started to feel. He felt his magic returning. Here, he was the sap rising in the trees, the salmon struggling up the rivers. Here, he was in the Thunya of two hundred years ago, where he'd been young and strong, and could make life dance from his fingertips. You failed, the sparrow said again. The raven stopped. Even here, he could not escape it. I know, he said, and turned towards her voice. Abruptly, he stood in a field of gold. Halms rustled against his legs as he walked to the middle of the field, which was dominated by a huge tree. The sparrow sat with her back against the trunk, looking out over a small, fast-flowing stream. She was different here, too. Her hair was still white-blonde, her face still androgynous and neither young nor old but her power was unbroken, just like his, 
just like the land around them. Never forget, we nearly destroyed all of this, the sparrow said, as if she'd read his mind. We nearly destroyed Thunya. The only reason we're here is to make sure it never happens again. The raven hung his head and sat down beside his old friend. Is that why you came? he asked, to remind me of my failure. She grinned, ever so slightly. That and your dreams are very beautiful, she said. I had almost forgotten Thunya was once like this. It's important to remember. Just as important as it is to remember our failures, both yours and mine. The two sat in silence, listening to the sounds of the water. On the other side of the stream, the sun was sinking in a haze of pinks and oranges, dragging small clouds in its wake. The sparrow was right. This version of Thunya was beautiful. The raven wished he could have shown it to any of his wards. The humans living in the present only knew a depleted, warped Thunya, a place of perpetual strife. The thought reminded him of Thetis again. With it came a pain as sharp and poignant as a needle to the eye. In another time, two hundred years away, she had just been caught. Thetis, his last ward, whom he had guided and trained for nearly ten years. Clever, mistrusting Thetis, whose anger had eventually formed the teeth that had gnawed a hole in her heart. From the moment they'd first met, that anger had been there within her. He had simply underestimated it. Or maybe he had overestimated himself. As an advisor and a keeper of the balance, he had thought he could make her use her powers for good. He sighed. He had also thought she trusted him. He'd even thought they were friends. But she was human, and he was Vanta. There could be no friendship between them. He shouldn't have forgotten that. The fact that he had was the reason that Thetis had run away from him, and eventually committed her crimes. Fifteen years they'd given her. Fifteen years on the penitentiary island of Alaris. A mild sentence in light of what she had done, but still a long time for a human. That sentence would be a fifth of her life, perhaps, if it didn't kill her. And it was all his fault. He'd been selfish and weak. After two hundred years of having human wards, his restrictive role still didn't fit him, and he'd always tried to wrestle out of it, like one would a too small jacket. Once, Vanta and humans had lived on Thunya together, in harmony. The world had been as the raven saw it now, in his dream, rich and full of wonder, enhanced by the skill. Back then, he had truly been free, to do as he wanted, befriend who he wanted. The Vanta used the skill as they saw fit, thinking it could be a force for good, working in accordance with nature's balance. It was an easy thing to think. After all, the skill was only able to enhance the existing impulses of living things. Not a tree existed that didn't long to bear fruit. Making those fruits grow faster and bigger was only an extension of an existing principle. It did not disturb the melody of the world. To the Vanta, all of Thunya was one big instrument, each life an individual string. They had thought they understood that instrument fully, so much so that they could teach the humans how to play it. They'd even call themselves the Keepers of the Balance, 
their instrument perfectly tuned. How bitter a memory that was, when they were the ones who had nearly shattered the balance for good. When they were the ones who had broken the instrument, almost beyond repair. It had begun with a conflict between two factions of Vanta. Conflict quickly grew into war, and in order to win, both sides had started to use more and more skill. In light of the short-term gains, they'd lost sight of the long-term risk. But that risk, of course, had always been there. A world that would bend to their will was a world that they could break. And break it they nearly did before the war was over. Thanya was left permanently unbalanced. Thousands of people died, both human and Vanta. After the dust had settled, there'd been only one thing for the Vanta to do. Leave. Remove themselves from the world they loved, in order to save it. The raven had stayed behind, along with a few chosen others, to guide the humans out of the mess his people had made. It was his life's work, grim and bitter like the name he'd been given. The raven, after one of the many species the Vanta had extinguished. A permanent reminder of his failure. Not that he needed one right now. The sparrow put a hand on his arm. I'm sorry about Thetis, she said. I know you loved her. She shook her head. It's always hardest with the humans we love. I couldn't get her to trust me, he said. You're right, I did fail. Saying the words solidified something within him, a decision he hadn't known he'd reached. It was time to say goodbye, to Thanya, to his role as an advisor. If this last assignment had proven anything, it was that he was not fit for the role. He was no keeper of the balance. Once, maybe, but not anymore. He could no longer bear to feel what was good for Thanya while ignoring his own sense of right and wrong, let alone what was good for his wards. It hurt too much. Yes, he cleared his throat. He would go the way of his people and leave Thanya for good. Remove his string from the instrument. It would be painful, but not as painful as staying. He opened his mouth, suddenly feeling an immense weight lifting from his shoulders. But before he could speak, the sparrow turned towards him. Yes, you failed, she said, but you can still redeem yourself. The wind rustled through the grass. He couldn't see it, but he felt a change coming. It settled in his stomach like a dark sense of foreboding. How? he asked. That's why I came, the sparrow said, to give you your next assignment. <laughs>